Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Uh, lots to talk about today. Um, some lockdown related, uh, Indian variant related, a lot of other stories uh, not uh, along those lines. Australian trade deal, big issue today. Uh, and uh, also New York, uh, the prosecutor has announced that they are now looking at a criminal investigation into Donald Trump and his uh, company's uh, taxes. And uh, front page of the Sun today, Naomi Campbell's had a baby at 50. I mean, goodness me. She looked remarkably slim for someone who was eight months pregnant a month ago. Um, slimmer than most of us would be, uh, but, uh, I don't know, the age of, I don't know, 12. Uh, but um, uh, we'll be talking about that. And also that police officer who uh, was filmed chanting Free Palestine uh, at uh, the uh, march uh, at the weekend in London. Um, yet again, a police officer just simply not understanding the role of police officers at these events. Don't give this Notting Hill Carnival or Black Lives Matter march or, or any other event. Could you just do your job of policing uh, rather than uh, getting involved? and thinking you're one of the protesters. Um, joining me for all the chat on all of the many different topics today is Brendan Chilton, who's head of Labour Future and former uh, General Secretary of Labour Leave. Good morning to you, Brendan. Good morning, Julia. Love- and happy birthday to your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, can I just say, she's the most boring birthday planned ever. Fish and chip takeout at home, that's what he wants to do. What can you do? What can you do Tragic. with these people? Wait. And freedom being restored, sort of. And I know. He wants his fish and chips. I know. It's kind of the anti-birthday. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, um, let's uh, let's talk about, I mean, uh, I mean, there are lots of different aspects to various you know, things, stories to do with the Indian variants and lockdown. But let's just talk, first of all, about travel. Because we have had the bizarre situation. Matt Hancock, the health secretary on Sunday, was saying, um, well, yes, OK, we are going to have more freedom from Monday, but you, know, you can travel to this green list of countries realistically. I mean, just a, you know, two or three countries in including Portugal, you can travel on the green list without facing quarantine when you come back. Um, but he's basically said, don't go to countries on the amber list, which is most of Europe. Um, and then we had George Eustace yesterday, the Environment Secretary, uh, saying, yes, it was OK to go to amber countries if you're visiting friends or family, but you're not really as a holiday. Boris Johnson said, no, no, you shouldn't do that. Lord Bethel, the health minister yesterday, said, no, you must not travel to amber countries for holidays. Uh, and the Welsh Secretary put his tuppence worth in, saying, well, you know, some people may regard a holiday as essential and you should use your own common sense um absolute confusion and chaos should there be any because my view is if it's legal and i want to do it i'll do it and, and certainly most of my family is planning to go to what is currently an amber list country france uh, in the next month or so um 
is there any reason why people should be being told you should not go to a country? If the rules are, you know, you have to get a jab, a vaccine passport or a jab to get in and you have to uh, have a jab to come back and self-isolate if necessary. I mean, it's none of the goddamn government's business if people want to take that offer up, is it? I totally agree, uh, Julia. And, you know, we've had some fantastic uh, vaccine statistics out this week. They're now moving into the, I think it's age 36 and above, um, which is meant to protect us. Uh, it's got absolutely nothing to do with the government, where we go and spend our summer holidays. And I was sort of given now, I'm going to say something in praise of the European Union. They are starting oh, hold to on, hold, wait, 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 wait. Uh, sit, everyone, just calm, everyone, calm, brace calm. yourselves, brace yourselves, take a <laughs> sip of strong tea. Brendan, go. <laughs> Well, they, they are now starting to roll out their vaccine uh, fairly well across yeah. the EU, um, catching up with us. Um, so it's perfectly safe, in my view, for people to go. And as long as you use common sense, you know, if, if they've got mask rules and distancing in those countries, just adhere to those rules. But I don't see why, given the state of the weather here, we can't go <laughs> off to sunny Spain or sunny Italy and enjoy ourselves. We've had a year of utter misery. No, exactly. Um, but again, so... I'm thinking if you live somewhere like Bolton, where apparently they've got this, you know, this this Indian variant, if you if you haven't got COVID, you've had a test. I mean, they either think the tests work or they don't work. Uh, or you've had a double vaccine. They either think the vaccines work or they don't work. And you're allowed into another country. You can go and see on a beach and be perfectly safe on a beach in Spain and then have another test and you come back, self-isolate if that's what's still required when you return. I mean, what way are you putting people at risk? This idea that anyone who does anything that's fun and that includes going to the pub, um, seeing you know, seeing your loved ones, um, you know, travel of any sort. It, the, the puritanical streak that this lockdown and these, this this pandemic has brought out in people is quite shocking, actually. Well, it shouldn't be shocking, really. I, I don't know why I'm always disappointed by people, but but this idea that sort of if it's fun. It must be bad and you shouldn't do it. And this idea that I have people tweeting me all the time, holidays aren't a fundamental human right. Well, no, there are there are very few fundamental human rights, but surely one of the fundamental human rights of democracy is your freedom to do what you know, to, to do what you choose to do where it doesn't harm other people. How on earth could I, for instance, who has had COVID and had one jab, about to have my second jab next week, how could I possibly be a risk to anyone by travelling? I totally agree. We're living in another sort of Cromwellian age where yes. anything that's remotely fun and interesting has been abolished. And anyone that seeks to have fun is sort of sneered at and expressed shame against them. Yeah. I think you're, you're quite right. We've been having our jabs. We've all adhered to the rules. And for, frankly, I think the most important point here, it's got nothing to do with the government where we go on holiday. Thank you. Uh, I understand last year Boris Johnson went off to a lovely island holiday in Mystique. None of us complained. Uh, we understand Dominic Cummings, when he was an advisor, took a little day out into Barnum Castle. So why can't we have little trips abroad? If it's just uh, I'm down here in Kent, you can go across the channel uh, and be back in a day. What's wrong with that? Yeah. As long as I adhere to the rules. I know, but what's so funny again is that at the same time, they're quite happy to have a whole load of people arrive for the G7 summit who don't quarantine <laughs> whatsoever. And again, because the terrible thing is no one forgot to give the memo to uh, to COVID that, that it doesn't allow, it's not allowed to affect people on diplomatic passports this again it's just puritan puritanism and it's and it's the theater it's it's the theater of protection and it's absolute nonsense well, i mean again let's talk about the local lockdown issue uh, we're talking at for places like bolton and blackburn um bedford as well um that there there is you know the spread of this indian variant and people talking about surges in cases 
It is now the dominant, it would appear the dominant uh, variant in, in, in some of these places. But we are still looking at very, very low levels of infection and very, 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 very low levels of hospitalisation and no deaths as a result so far. And the people who've been hospitalised, we've been told by the health secretary, are people who have or are of an age where they or, or vulnerability where they would have been offered the vaccine already and they have chosen not to take it. Well, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we know the vaccine works. You can just look at the data to know that. So um, if those people choose not to take the vaccine, I'm sorry they've made that choice. That is their free choice. I will not I will not castigate them. I will not criticise them. Just, you know, live with the consequences is my view. But don't expect me to live with the consequences of your choices. And this is the thing. We're now told the possibility of a June the 21st Freedom Day. It's never been 100% guaranteed it'll be June the 21st. And it's never been guaranteed it will be total freedom and end of all the rules. Um, people just been reading into what Boris has said repeatedly, the irreversible and all that. He's never said it would be. Um, but that is now being threatened. Um, we've also got the threat of going back to local lockdowns, tiers and the like, having, having already established they don't work and they're very unpopular. Um, and, and even possibly taking back some of the freedoms that we've already got, the crucial ones we got back just this Monday. Um, do you think the country is going to put up with this? Because there's so much support, we're told, for lockdown policy and people are still very scared. And it's one of the number one, you know, number one or two priorities for, for, for people in this country. But do you think people will go, oh, that's fine. Some people haven't got vaccinated in Bolton and a, and a few people are in hospital. So, yeah, I'll give up my freedoms again. I don't. I think the country, I don't believe any of these polls at all. Everyone I speak to has just about had enough oh, of gotcha. all of this. Um, so where who they're consulting when they do these polls, I have no idea. Um, I think the government, the whole thing that's really sort of defined this pandemic has been miscommunication from the very start. We had you can do this, you can't do that. And now we're having you can't go on holiday, you can go on holiday. I think people have had enough. The key point in all of this as well on these local lockdowns is I, I remember GCSE biology, a virus <laughs> mutates. Yep. I mean, I'm not a scientist, I'm not an expert on any of this, but basic thing of a virus, we all get a cold, you get one the next year because it changes. You, we cannot indefinitely keep our economy or parts of our country shut down yep. because of a risk that some people who haven't had a vaccine yep. might get unwell. Just because a few people are fat uh, and don't deserve chocolate because they need to get on a diet. We don't ban chocolate for the whole nation. Oh, no, they, no um, Public Health know. England would like to do that. They've been trying yeah, to do that. They probably would, but we must fight it. Because <laughs> I, I quite like a Cadbury's on you, a Friday. You and me both. I tell you what, I couldn't have done lockdown. There were two things I couldn't have done lockdown with. Okay, I'll say three, my husband and daughter. Okay, adding in chocolate. For, okay, there are four things. Wine. Okay, I mean, keep adding more things on. No, but but yeah. this is it, it's this idea, but also the idea that I constantly talk, well, what about the people who, who have had the vaccine? They've done the right thing. They've been in lockdown and then they've had the vaccine, but they're elderly and vulnerable and the vaccine hasn't worked on them. We're told 5 to 10% of people. And again, even even those people... I'm ever so sorry the vaccine hasn't worked on you. Let's try a booster. Um, maybe everyone should have antibody tests to check whether they know whether they are you know, now affected or not by the vaccine. But, but again, what are you supposed to do? What, so because 5 to 10% of the population aren't affected by the vaccine, OK, then we just stay in lockdown forever. At some point, we have to say, well, we've done our best. Good luck, everybody. Let's get on with real life. Quite right. I mean, when you go abroad uh, before all this, some, there are some countries where you need to have vaccines, you know, yeah. yellow fever in parts of Asia, malaria in parts of Africa. Sometimes those vaccines don't work. 
against people that receive them. We don't say to people, oh, you can't travel to those countries anymore. Yeah. It's this whole psychology now and culture of fear. And, and uh, control. And control, yes, that's dominating uh, our politics. And I think our politicians and SAGE are enjoying it a little bit too much. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and actually, we need to go back to some very basic fundamentals here. The government exists to serve us. We don't exist to obey them. We pay their wages. They don't tell us what to do. We tell them what to do. Get off our backs and let us live our lives. Uh, can I say, I'd say exactly the same about the NHS. And I say that as a daughter of an NHS GP. I love, you know, I, 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 I love the way we, we have, you know, free healthcare at the point of need in this country. But at the end of the day, it is not my job to protect the NHS. That is simply, it's certainly not the job of my child or anyone else's child. Just finally, I mean, look, you know, you, you're you're head of Labour Future. Um, we've had all these issues with Keir Starmer. We, we talked to you, obviously, just after the uh, local elections and the like. Um, we've really not had an opposition in any meaningful way. We're going to have a, an inquiry, we know, and that inquiry is going to... All the people who, who are pushing the most for inquiry are going to be just saying, oh, shouldn't we have locked down sooner? No, None of those people seem to be asking, was it a good idea in the first place? Labour has... The only opposition they've provided in the last year has just been, oh, we should have done this sooner or, or a bit longer or a bit more like this. Um, there hasn't been any real opposition, despite the fact that people most hardest hit by lockdown have been the poorest people in society. Do you think it's time that Labour got a little bit more of a voice? I think uh, on this particular issue, that there, there just has been no real opposition across the whole country. And one of the reasons I think Labour uh, suffered so badly uh, this year is because essentially for the past year, although we're not part of the government, we've been endorsing the overwhelming majority of what the government has mm. done. There's no difference. And so if, if you're doing that, the public are not going to go, oh, you're different. I might support you for an alternative view. Yeah. Um, I do think Labour does now need to be a little bit more rigorous on this. We, we need to win the support of business. I would suggest one of the first things we should do is support businesses being open and keep them open yeah. um, because they're the ones that are the wealth creators that we tax that pay for the services we all need Ta-da. yeah there really really isn't a balance between health and wealth you know they are they are very much the same thing uh, brendan chilton always talking sense love her having you on the show ahead of labor future brendan chilton more from you throughout the show we're going to talk about donald trump and australian trade deals up next this is talk radio the Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.